You're listening to The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alves. Hi, welcome to the first episode of A Musician's Mind. We've got Bill and Ted to talk about how they've been coping with the pandemic, the music industry and their goals for 2021 that they're absolutely smashing already. Am I gaining a bit of weight here? Like, well, yeah, you're, you're, you're smashing like 10 London Prides tonight. Whatever gig it is, the first gig back, I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay, Megan. I really enjoyed doing this podcast, so I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't get it. The, the clicking logic, you know. Like, yeah, it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure this podcast is in time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you for being part of my podcast. Pleasure. So I just wanted to ask you some questions about how you're coping with the pandemic and what you've been up to. Take it. You can you can take this one. Um, to be fair, like not much has changed that significantly for us, I suppose, because we were kind of coming in, still coming into the studio anyway, sort of during it. I mean, we kind of set up our own bubble, I suppose, where we were doing joint lifts and we weren't seeing anyone else. So it was kind of okay. Definitely found like since the live thing fell down a bit that we kind of got busier especially on more on the dj front a lot of djs who wouldn't normally necessarily put records out suddenly were turning to records because mm-hmm. um so they could do to stay in to, the to, stay, to stay in the yeah. game yeah yeah so yeah i mean just kind of same really we did a lot more production work i think like, and obviously like, there was no sessions happening for quite a while apart from zoom sessions yeah in fact i guess that was the biggest change was the zoom session but we didn't do it no, I hate it. <laughs> Couldn't stand it. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't. So it wasn't a change. We tried to do like two or three, yeah. and we only had like one good one with our mate, like Danny Shaw. And I just kind of with the whole Zoom thing, it felt like some people really adapted to it, but we had so much other shit to be getting on with that we didn't really need to to do it as such. So we tried a, f- a few, and it was kind of like, well, feels a bit pointless because we might as well just send you an instrumental rather than yeah. like go from fresh yeah. and then have this awkward like silence and then latency (laughs) issues and shit so that was we didn't do it and then we put our we spent quite a lot of time putting our artist project together i suppose yeah ted project in lockdown and with a view of getting it done and doing a deal at the back end of it which is what we've done so that was that was cool yeah apart from that yeah we got busier we didn't really change it still had some sense of normality because we kept coming in so didn't entirely feel like it was a pandemic when we're in this room Felt exactly the same. Yeah, it's like our own little bubble, isn't it? I suppose it's just that when we left here, and then it was like a ghost town. The yeah. pub was shut, and the sun was out. And we're <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So that was the biggest thing we missed, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had to resort to like finishing early and just sitting in the car park having like a bottle of Peroni. Just like, <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of deck chairs in the car park. The weather was amazing, wasn't it? In like yeah. April. That May. April was nuts. So we yeah we'd finish and we'd just be in the car park with a couple of cans of neck oil just like <laughs> push the pubs open I know just staring across the road like ah memories did you do a live session at all no 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 we we very very quickly decided that I don't know we had a lot of friends and people that very quickly adapted to zoom and like online stuff yeah. and were doing all that and there was this big like community and everyone there and we were just like fuck off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I found it really hard because it's like well either they've got to be on your computer or you're on their computer you can't really hear there's a delay. So much. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It's so it is weird. It. I think as well, like, you know, when you're in the room, and you're, especially, like, for us, like, when we're, you know, making the... Doing the instrumental side of things, doing the production, you normally got, like, an artist and a writer sat behind you who are vibing off each other, writing yeah. the song or, yeah. or talking about lyrics or how they're feeling or how they can do the song. When you're on Zoom, you're 
they're all staring at you blank in the face while you're yeah. f- making a beat on the spot. So your it's mistakes... It's more intimidating. And your mistakes become way louder for you. You're just like, oh, no, not that, no. Uh, uh, guys, can I hang up and I'll call you back when this yeah, is done, you know? Yeah, it's funny how people act. It's like Zoom <laughs> etiquette because people stop and don't talk, do they? Whereas if you're in the room, you would just say what you think and yeah, do yeah. things, but people just sort of wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And also there's this, obviously, the horrible delay, which yeah. at first you you think people's melodies are really interesting. Because you're like, oh, like I wouldn't put, I wouldn't start the melody there, but I see what they're doing, and then you, then you realise, oh, actually, hang on, there, like, and then about when you send the vocal through, out. yeah, you're like, oh, and then you've already heard it differently, and it just sounds rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you're so, right. so now we pronounced we pronounced Zoom dead fairly early on. It was good for meetings and stuff because we were quite active, yeah, in terms of speaking to A and Rs and managers and publishers. Um, so it was good for that aspect yeah. to keep the meetings, virtual meetings, going. Yeah. Um, so it was good for that. But f- as far as sessions went, we just kind of, yeah, like Sam said, did production work, kind of sent fully formed songs that needed finishing. and Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, a like, lot, lot of our friends thrived on it. And one friend of ours cut Danny. like 25 records or something, or 30 records just really? in lockdown. Yeah, he's, wow. he's a machine. He told us that, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's a machine anyway. But yeah, yeah he, he loved it and was just like, yeah, I get to stay at home. Pete was in sessions and then he'd, Take it, play piano, record his vocals, send it back, and you know he's cut loads of stuff. It, it all changed super quick, and like everyone adapted pretty yeah. pretty fast. It was like you know, and the run up to it, we were like at the pub two days before the lockdown, and once the lockdown hit, and then we were like a week in, it just felt like the new norm. Yeah, it's just really interesting yeah. how quickly we all adapt to it, you know. And we're just like, yeah, I don't know. But throwing it out there, I think we because when when you're talking about the kind of the podcast and. I guess who it's aimed at and people there were a lot of people that struggled we were actually very lucky in the fact that having two of us makes it easier in a lot of respects for one being creative two actually throughout a pandemic I don't think it'd be the same just being here like on your ones just no. like working and doing stuff but no. actually kind of had that luxury of <coughs> yeah, having a beer in the car park after yeah. a session or like producing and stuff it definitely made it easier yeah. I know there's, there's quite a lot of people that were like I hate this yeah um, I mean there was definitely like low and rough points uncertainty I think you know when we were deep in that first lockdown there was definitely times where it was a bit like literally I don't know what the world is going to look like soon you know yeah it was quite I think the, the points where it was more stressful so less like work related but like more on a personal basis was that for me it was uh, the struggle was actually everything else going on at home yeah. because I've got a little boy he's like two and a half so suddenly we lost, um, he's at Childminder three days a week. Mm-hmm. So suddenly that gets taken away. Yeah. My missus um, got busier with her work. She's sort of operations manager of a company uh, for a dad. So it's electricians. They were busier, still going out, doing stuff. Um, she's got two slightly older kids who suddenly were getting homeschooled. So we're both busier. We have no childcare. Mm. And then the older two are at home and getting essentially homeschooled quite a sm- small place anyway so i think the actual challenge that i kind of faced was just that we had to kind of take shifts of who would look after that and don't get me wrong yeah. it's amazing spending more time at home with him but at the same time we kind of cut down how many days we came in like two days a week I think it was just two yeah. yeah did like maybe another day on zoom you were you were doing quite a lot of beats and like writing and stuff at, yeah. from home yeah but the two days we came in was like for me it was Nice. Almost yeah. vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, get out of the house. Do you feel like you got more done when you came in the studio because you only had that time to do it? I don't know if we got more done, but I feel like, in a way, I feel that there's slightly less pressure and expectation. The fact that suddenly you're in a global pandemic 
I think people's delivery and expectations was a lot more relaxed than like yeah, normally it's like we need this mix yeah. an hour ago and yeah, you're like, yeah what the fuck and now now it's like cool everything's getting pushed back and it wasn't such urgency yeah. mm-hmm. so I don't know if it felt like we got more done it was just quite relaxed yeah I think from that aspect but nice. and I, I don't mean to like you know what I was saying it isn't like worse me I was very lucky in the fact that we could yeah. still come in and like I said I'm very grateful to actually have a bit more time at home but at the same time like it does come with its challenges and i think that's just with kids in general like um Mm. it's it's pretty nuts situation and this lockdown doesn't feel i mean sammy says he called it a light down for sure because now zach's my little boy's still at the childminders because they haven't shut the schools are still open which completely contradicts why we're even fucking it's mental it's absolutely Um, mental but the fact is that actually it feels very normal still in the fact that we can still come in and everyone's still doing studio sessions. We're still allowed to do studio sessions. Yeah, I yeah. Um, crazy, the it? government How granted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm quite, quite glad we took. You know, I'm quite glad we had a couple of weeks off because it feels like we've done our sort of bit in the initial stage of this like phase two lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah. but now everyone wants to work up until Christmas. Um, yeah, and we're we're kind of here for it. I mean, I'm already fe- I'm already feeling a sense that the industry started to get a bit sleepier now in this run-up like i said to you earlier like christmas seems to be coming out earlier for everyone this year and i can definitely feel like even just on email replies everyone's a little bit sluggier and stuff which is fine you know i get it you know people are starting to be a bit like this probably january's problem now you know (laughs) and it is it is like the only time that the music industry properly shuts down is that christmas period unless you're michael buble's team um, <laughs> and then you're, yeah. and then you're fully. I mean, he's, he spent October and November just thawing out, ready yeah. to go. <laughs> but yeah, but Michael Bublé's team get the whole of the rest of the year, so it's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. chill from January to November. That then. must be really hard to like campaign. You're like, guys, can we get some stat reports? And they're like, fuck off. Yeah, I always think about that for like a band like Slade as well. You just get they just like chill all year, and then they make like a tasty bit of wedge in December. And they're like, cool, that'll do us. Yeah. We decorate the living room. We had the whole Christmas playlist on. It was lovely. Yeah. It was very nice. We've even already watched the holiday. (laughs) Idiots. So that's done. <laughs> Normally save that for a bit later on. We've still got Love Actually, though. So that's all right. Yeah, you know. Die Hard is, by the way, the best Christmas film ever. So we did. Is that a Christmas film? I have this 100%. argument with my missus all the time. It is she's, a Christmas film. She's like, it's not. I'm like, it is a Christmas film. Die Hard. It I comes out. Watched it. It's you great. I'm really bad with films. You haven't, you haven't seen Die Hard? What? So. Uh, we did it the other day. I showed my missus for the first time, and uh, yeah, she loved it. Well, I, I think she did. She tolerated it. I, think. I didn't know that Bill and Ted was a uh, film. Now I've watched it recently. Oh, really? yes. you, well, you need to watch the. Did you watch the original ones or did you watch the new one? Uh, it looked very old, so it must have been. Yeah, the old, Yeah, yeah, that's the one with Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean yeah, they've, all, they've all got Keanu Reeves. Oh, well, yeah, but like, what? yeah, you're right. Actually, are you thinking about Bill and Ben the Flower Pot? Man? I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. He is a new one as well. So yeah. I retract that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Excellent Adventure was classic. Bogus Journey. I actually watched it at the weekend. I showed... Um, How was that for you, bro? I showed Sarah. Nice. She was like, I get it. She yeah. Like, For yeah. Uh, more film reviews, tune in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's Sorry. like a movie podcast now. God, we're, ne- we're the worst for tangents, honestly. I apologise. Just putting it out there, we didn't get our name from the movie, so... Oh, you didn't? No, Wait, no, no. Did you get this one? I mean, we, we, I mean we did, but for, for copyright oh. purposes, we oh. didn't. <laughs> no, we absolutely... Did. We categorically did not get it from the film. No. <laughs> no, it was just... It just felt like... You said it as a joke one day, and I was like, actually, that's quite cool. Why don't we spell it differently as well? And it's only when... DJs and stuff, or like radio people, say it out loud that they they clock what it is. Who was it the other day? Dev was playing one of our tunes, and he was radio like, one, "Yeah, 
And he was like, and that was a song by Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, very good. I was like, yeah. It's like the penny drop. But it's quite funny because nobody under the age of like 25, 26 gets it at all. They're like, what's Bill and Ted? They just think it's our, our name. Everyone over the age who's seen the original movies is like, this is the best name. Like, we were in the session with Jez and he was like, I, fucking love the name. He was the like, name. this is the best name I've ever heard. I was like, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Musician's Mind with Jessica Alwes. How do you feel about what's happened to the music business? Yeah, I- some some of the stuff that did qualify and some of the stuff that didn't, I just yeah. couldn't I, I couldn't make sense of it. Printworks was a big one for, that I that I saw. You know, they post about how they weren't able to get any help and stuff. And then like some of the publications that didn't need the grants that they were getting, and then they still made people redundant anyway. So I don't know. I just think yeah. the whole thing was a complete shambles. You know, um, so yeah, I don't know. I know it's. It's obviously the venues that I feel really bad yeah. for, but it's ma- mainly the people that work on the tours, the sound guys, the lighting, the yeah. monitor guys, the, the front of house, bar stuff. You know, these were people with livelihoods and they, they haven't been given a penny, you know. Yeah. It's um, quite it's kind of crazy. Like, we've got a lot of people I know now that are working at Amazon that are, like, you know, um, Dan Creasy, he's, he's happy to, you know, he's put it out publicly that he's now yeah. working at Amazon. He's a good friend of yeah. ours in DJ Geo called Switch Disco. And they're like... They DJ all around Europe and done, you know, amazing DJs. Well, their summers are completely chock a block. They're every night playing in all across the Mediterranean, you know. Yeah, I mean, he and he, you know, put out a sort of public thing saying, "Listen, I'm not ashamed of it, but I need to pay my bills. I'm working on Amazon. I'm, you know, he's like, no disrespect to my colleagues and stuff that work here. They're all great, but this isn't what I want to be doing in my life. But I'm here because yeah. I need to earn. And then he's put out and said, I've met so many people from the music industry that are working in Amazon. Yeah. Um, he was like, we could have a really lit Christmas party with all the DJs and tour managers <laughs> and lighting people. Um, I think the music industry suffered and the entertainment industry has suffered probably yeah. harder than a lot. And I think the most frustrating thing about it is that it contributes so much fucking money towards the economy. Yeah. And the amount of you know tourism it brings, the amount of people that want to travel and go to... Glastonbury to Reading yeah. to Leeds to you know all of the festivals it seems mental and the government want to be patted on the back they're like oh cool one and a half billion grant like world be- to, like, everything's world beating isn't and it and it's like yeah guys we literally contribute like six billion plus to the economy a year and there's people that are going to be hugely disillusioned who might not want to return we're going to lose a lot of independent festivals venues um just because yeah. the grant monies haven't been allocated properly um it's, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the thing I noticed with the venue side of things, you know, whether it be like little clubs or little legendary venues or all this stuff that have, that probably, you know, if this goes on any longer without the help, aren't going to see next year. And the thing is, with all that subculture that's all rich in, in musical history or whatever, so like, you know, whether it be venues from the 60s, 70s, you know, where legendary bands played and all that stuff, once all that shit's gone, it you can't get it back. You know, you, it's just impossible, you know, because you, you have all these legendary, like, bars in Camden where, like, the Stones played or the Beatles played and all this stuff, or, like, whether it be little clubs where early garage was coming through or little things like that. Once that's gone, that that's, that is gone. And, like, yes, new places can open and stuff, but... The heritage places we... Yeah. Um, and so, with that, I mean, in terms of the, the kind of music scene and, and the live scene, it's going to lose a hell of a lot of soul from it. And it, obviously there's bigger, there are huge, huge problems, yeah. you know, apart from losing a bit of subculture and, and all that stuff. But, 
you know, that to me is just that would be a real, real fucking shame, you know. Yeah, um, okay. But I guess you know, just have to wait and see. Maybe. Yeah, actually, asking that question is actually such a broad question, isn't it? Yeah. Like the different parts of the industry. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot of people. I mean, we're very lucky in the fact that we've managed to be busy. And, so lucky, mate. And yeah. stuff's kind of continued pretty much as normal, yeah. if not slightly busier. And it kind of felt weird doing, you know, when we did our record deal, what, last month? Um, it kind of felt weird to be celebrating, you know, doing a record deal yeah. in a pandemic when mm-hmm. so many of our mates and people have had a rough time. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we can't bear that weight and responsibility on our shoulders. We have to continue as yeah, of course. as normal. But... Um, yeah, we're one of the lucky kind of few areas. I think producers yeah, and probably writers have been relatively safe. What will happen though is that um, for writers, I think they're going to be affected because the publishing revenues are going to be down so much because there's been no live and there's yeah. been no clubs and there's been no. Um, so the only place you're really making money at the moment from publishing is from radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You don't you don't really make any money off streaming as a writer per se so but radio's been up streaming's been up there has yeah. been some positives um, yeah have you been watching any uh live shows oh like streaming gigs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i've seen quite a few friends that have done them yeah, like yeah metal bands especially like um bleed from within oh that, that was great yeah, yeah but they've been paying there's um there's venues you can actually who front all the production costs so they own like the warehouses and like the artists don't have to pay anything if oh, as long as they can it's basically the production company run a ticket split. Yeah. So they, our mates band did it. I think the venue fronted all the staging, all the lighting, all the pyro, uh, which costs like five or six grand. And then they were like, cool, but we want 50-50 on the tickets. Yeah. But then they put the tickets up for sale. And I think they did like 2,000, um, which is pretty mad. Yeah, so yeah. Stuff like that's been cool to watch. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like a lot of the dance labels, like Defected and stuff, were just killing it on the live stream yeah. stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. So, especially in that kind of earlier yeah, lockdown the stuff. First, yeah. The first lockdown, the first bit. It was, yeah. It was amazing to watch it all, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 First two months, I think, was was when people were really into it and they're like, cool, Defected are killing it. No, it's. No, no one just, wants to see it. Everyone's another. so over the lockdown thing and like the streaming like thing, up, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> But what was cool, I think, with all that was seeing how creative some of these DJs were getting wet, their locations that they were doing it. Obviously, yeah. a big hat tip to like Elias and Barrientos, who, oh no, it was Proc and Fitch in Brighton. Mm. They were like right in the, out in the middle of the, not the ocean, because it's Brighton Beach, but <laughs> in out in the yeah. sea on like a platform and stuff. And that was really, oh, really? cool. Yeah, that was really sick. They even Switch Disco in like Zante, they went and did a DJ set on the shipwreck beach. Oh yeah. It was just quite joyous. It was awesome. And, uh, disclosure, uh, we're in... Where did they do it? They it was like Czech Republic or something. I don't know. And, then, and they were on a cliff, on the cliff edge, and they had all the decks set up on a big rock, yeah. and then it was just overlooking this absolute like what looked like Jurassic Park. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, that was wow. sick. So <laughs> do you feel like you've had to adapt in any way? Yeah, I, I don't think we have. We refuse to adapt. Well, we, we just did different shit. We put our like I said, we kind of put yeah. our project together, yeah. and yeah, that was the um, big one, and just set stuff up. I mean, we've kind of been through. Quite a few changes. I mean, we've switched management through pandemic as well. Um, yeah, did that. Um, and then you got your deal. And then the deal thing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And got uh, weirdly, we had our first big record in this lockdown, which was the 220 Kid record. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that was, um, it was a weird one because that came, that came out a year ago. It came out a year ago. Did it? Yeah. Well, it, ba- it went- came around Christmas, yeah. yeah. And then it took about, 
so finally peaked at number nine and that was a, that was the first top 10 um but that it took like eight months to get there it's weird actually i remember when i first heard that song didn't know it was you guys really and where were you uh, dri- driving from Sudbury to Braintree. Right, okay. <laughs> nice. nice. Hold tight, Sudbury. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, that was that was what like I guess the industry called like a slow burner, which yeah. Um, yeah, which worked out really well in terms of like sales because you have consistently good, you know, it's slowly growing over like yeah. a seven eight month period, um, you know, so it's I think nearly platinum. And then you have other records, which just like Head and Heart, for example, which come out three weeks later. They're number one. Yeah, they just drop like a weeks, mortar then... in the in the middle of the industry, and it's just like okay, well, nothing can touch that. For, yeah, you know. but I mean, in ter- in com- comparison, um, even though that was like number one for six weeks, so you know, and it's done a million records now in the UK. I think Don't Need Love still, you know, done is I think the number the twenty fifth biggest selling song of the year, which wow. is pretty interesting. Nice. Um, well, not even top 20. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, um, Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been nuts. It's been really weird, obviously, that record doing so well. During, it basically, once lockdown started, that's when it really started kicking off. Yeah. But it's a dance record. And, yeah. you know, with that as well, alongside that, so many dance records were so, suddenly absolutely popping off when... All there was no club, <laughs> there was no yeah. bars, there was nowhere to dance, but I guess with like home workouts and uh, yeah, and it's just positive that. music. And people want to get into a little vibe, yeah. clean the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your broom, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, it's, I, found, I found that whole thing weird. And parties at home. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me and the missus were terrible for that. I mean, once that lockdown started, I know a lot of people were like this too. I swear we just became full-blown alcoholics. Honestly, it was like, um, because of that sunny April, yeah. we'd be pushing the time back. So she'd be working at a desk, I'd be working at my desk, and I'd be like, three o'clock, I'd be like, gin and tonic, babe? She'd be like, for sure, let's go, <laughs> let's have it. I'd be like, bloody hell, it's only Monday, but you know. Because it felt like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, everyone was the same, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, how did you find the whole lockdown thing? Well, at first, I was doing loads of music, and I spent the whole first month being so productive, and basically burnt myself out with it right yeah yeah. And I kind of went around in circles and no one was there to tell me kind of yeah this is good enough stop now or yeah yeah that I mean that is the hardest thing isn't it it's yeah I think when you especially like you say when you throw yourself so heavily into it and you're just constantly doing it yeah your sense of what's good or bad anymore is so distorted yeah it's like your ears just go don't yeah you? and like, you're like you I think this is good is it good back the next morning and listen to it oh all the time like yeah yeah, yeah. What's it called? I, like ear fatigue or yeah yeah like but you need fresh ears on something for fresh sure ears, yeah. yeah I mean we do that sometimes especially if we if we do an all day session yeah. and then we have to do a production job in the evening and then we'll come back in the morning to just double check the production or whatever we'll be like mate what the fuck are we thinking here this is terrible like we just delete it all and start again you know? yeah not yeah, 90% of the time we kind of go with what the production was at the end of the day is generally in a pretty good place. Yeah. Um, and then it's then, like you say, if you start work trying to finish it after the session ends, it's like generally detrimental. Yeah. But you can certainly polish magic out of something pretty quick as well. Like all the stuff that happens on the day of the session. So this is another weird tangent, but all the happen, all the stuff that happens in the, in the heat of the session, all the parts that happen, whether it be like adding certain sounds or certain sonics or whatever, that's, normally what gets used that if we rarely do a rough production on the day 
yeah. and then go, well, we'll probably scrap that and do a, do a full proper production. Or at least we tried yeah. that in the past and it's never sounded as good. Is that because you get attached? Maybe a bit of that. I remember my mum always telling me that if you can remember a melody line, it's good. If you forget it, then it's not good. Yeah. So I feel like what comes to you initially, because you're in the vibe and in the moment, that is what's, it's good. That's 100%. what you felt. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Why it's, would you do it's another true. one? It's true. I remember someone saying, asking Paul McCartney that question, and he when he did a he did a panel or something, and yeah. uh, a writer said to him like, "How how did you remember like remember melodies before we had voice notes and stuff? Because oh, yeah. we all heavily rely on voice notes." And he, that's what he said the same thing. He was like, "Well, we remembered them because they were memorable and they were good yeah, melodies." Yeah. And obviously, that writer felt very like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> 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 but you know, no, it's, it it makes a lot of sense. But also, I think that I think just the way that we've been installed to write and produce. I mean, it's always been like deliver a finished record at the end of the day or near finished record. So that about like 75, 80% done by, by the end of that session. So then the rest is just tweaks and tidying up and stuff. Cause you will get quite a lot of producers that will literally just get a rough version of it down and then work on it. And then someone might get a version a couple of weeks later, but you know, Sam's very quick on logic and, there's a lot of like go-tos, which mean that you can get to 75, 80% yep. level track at the end of the day and deliver it to someone. They're like, holy shit. Like, mm. Well, that's the kind of response you want is like a, a positive one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think as well, so this is just, this is a little bit um, unrelated, but I think as well with the last sort of few months, well, last eight months or so, I think the other thing I've been sort of trying to focus heavily on, it's not been too hard on yourself. Yeah. Because... It's like it's we're all going through this like collective trauma of uh, of of us all thinking what the fuck is happening right now, and so some days I would think I you know finishing a record would be a big achievement, but other days having a shower would be a big achievement, especially in that lockdown. I was like you know just to actually get showered and dressed, I was like well that's all right, that's pretty good you know, or to like have a cook something or you know, um, or other days just literally chill and just be like well you know we're all in the same boat here it's rough for everyone so it's like if i'm if i just sit here and watch a film all day or whatever not all day that'd be a long film but you know what i mean yeah I, that's fine that's yeah. fine too um you know I, I got told to isolate for like the last two weeks I, I was in a session with someone who tested positive for like three weeks ago um and i didn't really do any work i just i, I just chilled I just like you know, I just heavily enjoyed that it's nice. isolation stuff because we have been quite trying to get full on since stuff opened up again, and I loved it. I mean, I, I obviously got a bit of anxiety at some times of like, ah, God, I should be working, or emails were coming in with stems. Or, Do you want to have a go practice? Have I got coronavirus? Or have I got coronavirus? Or, or was have I given my parents coronavirus, which oh I God. thought was happening at the bloody time? But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, the other kind of big lesson I've been trying to do. It's still hard. It's still you're still very hard on yourself when you're not productive. But yeah, that's just, something. Just I've in yeah, definitely been trying I really, to do myself. Is yeah, just to not be so hard on myself. I used to always feel like because I haven't reached my goal in life. Yeah. Now I think a bit differently. Now I feel like it's a journey, and mm-hmm. I have my goals for every single day. Yeah, so it, it's, it's it was all about the journey. I feel like it's a creative thing, isn't it? That you yeah. feel like the need to be doing something. I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's. I think you are right. It is all about a journey, and it is all about not, as you said, not being so hard on yourself. Like we'll be the first people to like give each other a kick up the ass if anyone needs some motivation. But yeah, actually, we do work really fucking hard. Like, yeah. and as quite abnormal actually, as far as producers go, we're in the studio at sort of half eight, nine in the morning. Yeah, actually, and... I thought this when you said get there by ten, and I was <laughs> thinking. 
God, producers aren't normally up this early. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, we treat it like a full nine to five, really. Yeah, well, it's good, because then you get your... Well, like an evening, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, when we're not in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it means we well, get the pub. Go to the pub, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, it's funny. We started, especially with the writers that we've started working, you know, we have a, a good circle of writers that we work with a lot. And it's, like, become the running joke now. Where if we start the session at 12, we're like the pub of the road's called The Grove and we'll be like right guys we want to be at The Grove by three so let's crack on shall we you know and, and it always comes earlier and earlier we're like Grove by one yeah come on man. <laughs> but quite a lot of the time our, you know generally the most fruitful and successful sessions the song is done in two hours yeah and we can be in The in the Grove by four yeah and a good day with that 75% 80% demo ready to go yeah, yeah. And it's nothing better than being in The Grove by four o'clock with a banger yeah, yeah true that you've and by the time on. you've ordered your first pint it's already gone out to a web of people to who wants yeah, it yeah and that's that's, <laughs> that's a nice right. it's a nice bit of the uh, it's nice when you've got that kind of few hours with the people you've been working with that's kind of the exciting bit yeah. is you know we've got our kind of people we send it to and you know, there's like A&Rs there's management there's publishers so it's nice being able to bounce the song out watch it go and then just drink just watching everything kind of watching the, the emails come in like wow there's a bang up or this is terrible <laughs> yeah there is that. that that happens all the time sometimes we'll get really gassed and then some, the email comes in like mm, not really feeling this one guys and we're like oh but we've, oh. got, we've got a pretty good grasp on what's a good track I like I to think so. I, I would hope <laughs> so I like I'd hope so yeah <laughs> Yeah. But that's something that people are missing, isn't it? The being in the studio with actual people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so different. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit of a different vibe, isn't it? It's and completely it's different, just... 100%. That's no, nice seeing people and we're enjoying sessions. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying them. We definitely fell out of love with them for a while. I think back in the last year, we were starting to be like, look, we just want to get sent stuff. And I think you just go through the motions with it. So it's, yeah, you know, I have felt like that before. Yeah. I think it's I a rollercoaster. I'll just get things done at home because I can get it done quicker. And then, yeah. and then, and then when you have lockdown, you realise, no, I don't want to do it at home. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be at home anymore. <laughs> I want to be out. Yeah, 100%. It is a rollercoaster, this industry. And, you know, I think back in the last year, we were on like a little bit of a lull. It just happens yeah, naturally. Course, it happens yeah. with everyone. I mean, we've got you know, multiple people in, that you meet day in, day out in the industry. People have had, you know, hits after hits after hits and mm. will say exactly the same. Like, I'll have, you know, three, like, who was it? Carl Ryden had like three massive hits in a year. Then he said to us, it was kind of a bit dead for the two years after. Then it comes back up. And, and he, but, he, yeah. but his main point when he said that to us was that don't worry about it. He was like, yeah. He yeah. he said I had like a huge huge Celine Dion record. I had he had yeah, two other ones, big big guitar and big and big like US songs, yeah. you know. And then he was like, yeah. And then and then for like the next year, I didn't really do anything, and, or or I didn't really do much. And he was like, but that was fine. He was like, and don't worry about that if that happens. And yeah. you know, that was that was a really big bit of advice. I thought because so. you know it'd be very easy to have a big record and be like, why the why isn't the phone ringing constantly now? What the hell's yeah. going on? You know. Yeah. Um, you can't plan anything can no you? you know and you can't I think it's 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 so rough as well like we're we're trying to be much more like disciplined and not getting gassed about anything too much because because okay. you can have the rug pulled away from you pretty pretty fucking quick you know you could you could be in the final stages of you could have the master back you could have all the all the no, you've been contracts done. Yeah. You've been paid your production fees in, like it's confirmed, and then something happens. Happen. This happened to you. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Like, well, a few times, because yeah, just stuff changes. It's so it's so it's so fast moving, and things change, or or, or people's minds change, and they're like, actually we're going to roll with something else. And in uh, the industry, they will always put out whatever the best song is. So even if your song's the best at the time, you've been paid for it, and it's all confirmed, the features there, and then something else comes in two weeks before. 
they might be like, cool, switch it. Yeah, let's do that. And it happens. But then we were in... Not, maybe not that dramatically, but... but yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's... But yeah, then sometimes... Hyperbolized, but yeah. But you can be on the receiving end of that, but you can also be on the winning end of that. Hyperbolized? Yes, Is that a word? True. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I think I just wanted to <laughs> shout cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's been times where that's happened and the records, like, move back for us, but there's times where suddenly we've delivered something and it's like cool this is now next in line for yeah. this artist yeah. Yeah. Um, so swings and roundabouts we can all eat so it's all fun we can do you so, think there's anything room. better about the music than us definitely now? not <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking about how it has to happen now in the music industry. no That's nothing's but it's definitely not better now it, the thing, the thing we definitely miss is live shows. Like yeah, we would, yeah, we would definitely not better. So that's the yeah. Thing. But yeah, tell you, tell you what is better, and maybe not for us, but for other people, is that the fact that Zoom has allowed barriers into other countries. So there's a lot of people that are now working with US artists who've built relationship with people in like Berlin, Stockholm, LA, New York. So that's that when true. Stuff yeah. does open up. You can actually go there, having met these people, and yeah. actually get in the room with them. Um, it doesn't apply to us at all because we haven't done it. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like but, it's, uh, people are more connected now, though, because people yeah, have true. been looking on DMs yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, I feel yeah. like people have had more time to catch up with things and, mm-hmm. and connect like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Cool. I mean, it's like, you know, like Tom said with the kind of the global thing is that prior to this pandemic, if you'd have said to someone, if you'd have said to an LA like manager or something and say, oh, can we jump on like Skype or Zoom to do a session? They'd have thought you were fucking mental. They'd have been like, yeah. no, definitely not. Just let us know when you're planning a trip here. Now it's like, that's a normal thing. People here will do will do their session in the evening and do work with someone in LA or or Australia or whatever, you know. Yeah. And that beforehand wasn't a thing at all. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's changed the landscape in that regard. I don't know, like, it's the same for people working in offices compared to at home. Yeah. It's kind of proved that people can be productive at home and stuff. Yeah. So... When stuff does open back up again, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of places and companies and stuff will start slicing down how much office space they need or how much capacity they need and stuff. You know, it's, what we definitely miss is that thing of it's like little midweek shows and stuff like shows friends are play like oh our friends playing here, yeah. cool. Let's finish the session. We'll quickly go have a beer and then jump on the tube and go see you know. And I that thing, that, yeah, and I think you're missing you miss the networking part of like cause this whole industry is based on who is who you know and your yeah. network and. It's where you meet so many people just going to shows and suddenly you bump into someone they're like, oh, here's so-and-so, he works for Columbia or whatever, and then you yeah. get talking and yeah. the next thing you know, you're in session with their artists. And um, that's why we still try to be quite active on that front. Um, yeah. You know, which is which has been good. But yeah, we're definitely missing live shows. A yeah. Lot. But next year, I come can't, on. Mate, yeah. that first live show, I'm going to crowd surf straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, let's have it! <laughs> let's go! <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to go. Yeah. I can't wait to just go out and socialise yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I just can't wait for I'm just going to go, whatever gig it is, the first gig back, I'm <laughs> going to be there. I don't care if it's a pub covers band, I'm going to be moshing. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking mosh. Sigrid concert. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to initiate a wall of death at a Sigrid concert. <laughs> <laughs> just to like... Okay, stage, stage invasion. Yeah. Have you started any new activities or taken up any new hobbies? I... Stop smoking. Oh, you did as well. I stopped smoking, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we were both terrible, to be fair. And then that's... Um, that's been a big positive. Knocked that on the head, yeah. yeah I got good. really into... Gin. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say gin. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, to be fair, that's a lie. The first lockdown, I was... Re- God, I sound like a right piss it, but I know I am. We are. Um, <laughs> I uh, was drinking so much ale. Like, really meaty ale. Like, What's ale? Like, like bitter. Like, okay. brown bitter. Okay. 
and I was I was clearing it's like a loaf of bread <laughs> it's like a pint of bread and what, so like three weeks of time I was like am I gaining a bit of weight here and John was like well yeah you're, you're sinking you're smashing it. like ten London <laughs> prides a night I was like, you're smashing oh. like three and a half thousand calories a night in yeah. ale wow. so so this lockdown, I've, I'm just uh, having the occasional gin slim. Yeah. So that's been that's, <laughs> been that's about the fruits of my labour. No, I mean you you the gin. I actually for the first lockdown, I didn't drink for like because I the only way I was going to stop smoking is if I didn't drink because it's for me yeah. that immediacy yeah. of having a pint. So I didn't drink for I think ten or eleven weeks, and I did pretty much like most of the nation. I started running. I did a lot of cycling. Oh, banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Tiger King, banana bread. <laughs> that whole shit that everyone did. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, I definitely felt better for it. And it was nice. I bought like a bike seat um, for Zach and just used to go out and cycle. And he was there chilling, loved it. And that was that was really nice. And the weather was And then you bought a Peloton. And then I bought a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> One of those spin bikes. Oh, in the house. It's like yeah. those smart spin oh, bikes so with fun, the it? interactive it's nice thing. It's not. I'm not for the, the amount of fucking money it cost. I am not using it anywhere near enough. <laughs> and you still go runs? Um, not as much. I mean, like once a week now, oh, okay. as opposed to like three times a week. Mm. Um, than, more running than I do. <laughs> yeah, fair. more more than I do too. To be fair, <laughs> I think next year our kind of plan is to have not make it more relaxed because our foot's firmly on the gas at the moment. We're going to do less sessions um, mm-hmm. to allow ourselves to have more time because we, now we've got an artist proposition. We need more time for to be an artist, to do social shit, to do shoots, to do remixes, to do yes, all yes. of the stuff that comes with it. So I think we're going to cut down on sessions. It is exciting. It's just, yeah, there's just so much into being, you know, we're yeah. used to being on in the behind the scenes and the producer yeah. thing, but now it's like got to be the artist and... You know, you, you can't just put out good records now. You've obviously yeah. got to be, like, fully active. That was something I used to really enjoy in my early 20s. I um, loved choosing outfits and yeah. and doing photo shoots. I loved all that side of things. Yeah. And, yeah, the music videos, I'm really bad at acting, but I love doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we'll enjoy it when everything's, like, opened up. I think we'll, like, label our honours at the moment about, you know, being active on socials and stuff. And yeah. I, think, I think we'll actually can be and will be good at it when everything's open up and when there's shows and when there's events and all of that stuff but it's kind of at the moment you know we're here in the studio there's only so many fucking selfies we can take (laughs) of us just being like hi I'm just wearing this today really just wearing this today I've just you know put on full drip to come to the studio with me and my mate Sam yeah just sit here and (laughs) you know so I think when there's more stuff happening and when live opens back up it's going to be great I mean yeah you know, just we're out and about a lot. Yeah. And miss that. The musician's mind with Jessica Alwes. Have you got any goals and has any of your goals changed because of the pandemic? Um I'm trying to get my golf handicap down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one. Um Is that real? Yeah. Do you sure. play golf? Uh try. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. Yeah. Uh, but no, for go- goals really, um, just not really, nothing, nothing concrete. Just to continue what we're doing, and I mean, our goal is actually you've been very modest. Our goal, we're on the warpath, and twenty twenty one. I think we want number one records. That's next year's goal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Be involved, you know, either in singles and albums, and yeah, just general progress. I think as long as we're yeah. not, as long as we're never going backwards, we're quite. I suppose on this aspect of stuff, I mean, we put um, every January. I put like a little deck together 
of like this stuff of what we want to achieve over the course of the year and I think it's just more of like a personal thing for us to kind of look back at the end of the year and go cool we stuck to that this year and we hit it whether that's you know achieve you know top 10 records or getting the plaques for the walls or whatever it is yeah um but yeah just the plaques are on the floor not on the wall oh yeah, yeah. i mean, I we mean these are amazing plaques but yeah we, we need to any... hang them we do need to get them up there <laughs> like i said the studio is very much it, it looks nice but there's there's issues and one of them is that this you can't hammer into so no, plaques so are on the floor but, um, <laughs> till we figure that bit out we'll figure yeah. it out at some point uh, but no i think just keep going in the in the same direction you know being nice to everyone keep working hard being yeah. humble you know i think everything will come i hope definitely Sorry. manifest yeah. it yeah i yeah. think we're quite good at that to be honest with you our goal is just to hopefully still be doing this job this time next year it's the truth <laughs> to be honest, because because like we said it, it's forever changing forever morphing yeah. and you can be busy one minute and not busy the next so just to be doing it anyway is a complete fucking blessing, you know. So, yeah. you know, to still be doing it, like to, with a little bit of progress there, but ultimately to still be doing it, then yeah, that would be that would just be fantastic. Be it is a dream. Know. It's not. Yeah. It's not an easy dream. It's not. I'm no, not it's, it's difficult. easy. Or you know, you're. I think you're saying about this and talking about the music industry and being positive. It's hard to be positive in this industry, like all the time. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to have a very hard mental. Yeah, like. You know, you you just have to be tough mentally. I think to to be able to sustain. There's so many knockbacks and there's so many downsides to it that it's just good to surround yourself with people that are positive. And we're just very lucky that we've worked with a lot of writers and successful producers who also the same thing. It's just like yeah. keep going. And there's that podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. And the writer is with Ross Hi. Golan. It's amazing. So he interviews all of the. I think he's done like 110 episodes now, but he interviews everyone from like Benny Blanco, Julia Michaels, Ali Tamposi, like all of the sort of top, top sort of writers and producers in the world. And the common theme in every single episode is there's a, there's a moment where the penny drops and they get their moment, but all of them have given up at some point. All of them have been disillusioned. All of them have had imposter syndrome. All of them have gone, I'm not good enough for this industry and have all been encouraged to continue. And at some point they've had their, you know, one massive moment where suddenly, because all it takes is one massive record, and then you're yeah. yeah. Um, I like to think of us all in those tubes in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know, when they're all stuck in the tubes, and then one by one they all go psh, 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 <laughs> yeah, and get launched off. And you're like, oh, okay, he just got a number he's one. Gone. He's off. See he's you later. Gone. He's gone. Yeah, I'm just you know just biding our time, waiting to go. You know, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's it's good, and I think. You know, uh, the time will come. I think it's yeah. just a case of persistence and not ever giving up. And you will always doubt your abilities from time to time. Every and, fucking day, bro. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to you know, overcome that. And but it just happens. So or like you know, it's we definitely fight. Well, I definitely fight. I can be so emotional in that in that thing. You know, if like the label come back and say, "Oh, we weren't quite feeling the changes that you did or whatever." Yeah. I can go. My mind can go into a very very quick turmoil I'd be like right that's it I'm shit I'm not good enough well okay fine okay I guess I can probably call for my old job back I mean it's been seven years but da, 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 you know um, yeah. but then obviously you have a moment's process you're like well it's not personal come on you yeah. know, it's fine but I that's suppose this hard, is hard because creative it is personal it's your work yeah yeah it's true but I'm I suppose in that aspect that's what I'm quite good at is just going next that's the thing yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's you know when something doesn't work or something doesn't pay off or whatever or if a record doesn't go it's very much just like, right, cool, dead, on to the next, yeah. boom, let's go. Yeah. You know, um, that's kind of, I guess, where we try and try and keep the skin as thick as possible, you know. I'm sure that everyone 
listening, all creative people feel the same and they've yeah. been through the same. Yeah. I definitely have. You need so much self-belief and confidence in what you're doing and it's just so hard. And you could have a hundred people say something good and one person say something bad and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah you only focus on that one, yeah. yeah. Of course. But that's why it's really good to have a trusted circle of people that you know are always honest and can critique you, yeah. whether it's, you know, in a positive way or a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have those kind of trusted sources. But, um, yeah, it, it certainly isn't for everyone. And there's no, you know, there's no shame in that. This most fierce competitive industry in the world. Yeah. And I think there's a book I read about the actual odds on... Do you remember I showed you the odds yeah, yeah, yeah. and said to actually make it as a, an actual successful major label sign artist, make it as like one in 527,000 odds. <laughs> and it's like, it's astronomical. That's ridiculous. It's getting that kind of fine balance. and it, But that's that's to like say, make that's not making a living. There's a lot of yeah, people that make yeah. a living. And, you know, there's, and there's also no shame in, you know, being able to do other work so I still do like lecturing I do other bits and bobs which I think probably it's only the last like year that could probably not do that and still afford to live I do it because I really enjoy it and I love giving advice and seeing people achieve what they want to do but there's a hell of a lot of people that will tell them they're not cut out yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but it's you know it's it's amazing seeing people like progress and a lot of the, the students and people that I've seen come through of you know are now you know, my mate Glenn's managing Tion Wayne. My mate Rob, who was a student, um, signed Heady One and is his like A and R. Wow. Our mate Dan Awusu was a student. He actually ended up being our publisher, one of our publishers for PMG, yeah. and now he owns Dreamlife Records and Sony. Um, you know, so actually seeing people yeah. and helping yeah. nourish what they want to do is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, but I think there is, as much as it's you know, good to be positive and in- encourage people. There is a reality there yeah, course, as well, um, which is what I'm trying to say. I'm, yeah, I don't want to come no, across I negative. Um, I should have always had a a separate kind of job so that music, I wasn't relying on it. It was so much pressure to try and make money as well as create this amazing... 100%. And don't rely on it 100% because it's not in your hands. It's mm-hmm. in the hands of the public and the audience and yeah, you know, it's, like it's something you can't control as much as your whole effort into it. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, I think everyone that wants to be a singer or producer or writer or is out there doing it wants to be creative and actually a lot of the people that have ended up working in the industry absolutely love their jobs are people that maybe you know played with the idea of being an artist or were signed major label artists or have then progressed and decided do you know what maybe that's not my lane but I'm a fantastic A&R or I can publish or I can do this yeah. and do that yeah. so I think just being in this industry alone even if it doesn't work out necessarily as you know uh the next Rihanna mm-hmm. like doesn't mean you can't go and actually do something really amazing with the music yeah. and still be creative and still have input and create music in a different way. Yeah. Um, so that is the beauty of this industry. Do you have any tips or any advice you'd give to any musician? Just keep going, I guess. That's, you know, yeah. as, as this will end soon. It will. It will get better and, and, and stuff will eventually get back to normal. Do you believe um, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I, so. I, I, I sort of have to. You yeah. know what I mean? For our insanity, I think yeah. we have to believe that. And it will. I, I think it definitely will. Yeah. It looks positive. But yeah, so that would just be it, really. Just, you know, I, I don't know, it's not exactly very inspired words, but it is just that thing of just keep going. And again, what we touched on earlier is just not, not be hard on yourself and, and, you know. And enjoy it. Enjoy the time. Yeah, enjoy the time because <laughs> you don't get time back. So, 
you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, whether that is just sitting on your ass or you know practicing or doing anything or, or hustling or messaging people or dealing with emails or whatever, yeah. just enjoy that shit, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. Like listen, listen to podcasts, learn knowledge. I think knowledge in the music industry is very important. Yeah. Knowledge um, is power. It is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, educate, educate, I suppose, as well. D- d- use the time to soak up as much, you know, pearls of wisdom. Not you probably will find many pearls of wisdom from the likes of the us two fucking idiots, but, <laughs> you know, there are people out there that this do know what they're talking called, about. This, this episode is called Pearls of Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, cool. yeah. Well, thank you for. No, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Me on my podcast. Thank you. Is there anything that we need to look out for? Anything coming out soon? Um, what is coming like, out anything soon? Anything you're allowed to actually say? I don't know. What lots of bits, but of I don't know. I I don't know. Well, I mean, we've the one thing we can say is we have a record that's out on radio at the moment. That's not out on Spotify yet. By the time this comes out, it will either be cleared or taken off. Okay. Um, so it's fine. But yeah, yeah so uh, there's a Bill and Ted record called Satisfied that is kind of out there and hopefully cool. will be officially out there soon. We're just yeah. running through some clearance issues. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just standard. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, so uh, follow us on Instagram at Bill and Ted. And that's where all our kind of we post yeah. our releases and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. huge! There's a huge old record coming. Huge out. Huge record coming out on the fourth of December. I can't love myself. I think that'll be coming on by then. Uh, I want a Germany, so that'd be good. And then, yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much. That was such an interesting chat. Thank you so much. Episode two, we have DJ Amy Lauren. And at first, you live in this naive bubble. Like, I'm going to be a DJ. Like, I'm just going to play my 30 songs of like a hard tech house. You know, like I'm just going to go in. But then when you get the, it's like you can't play that out of brunch. Amy talks about her experience as a DJ and the new skills she's been learning during lockdown. And so many people feel let down. And what's going to happen? We're all trying to push through, but we still don't know what's going to happen. 